If you haven't listened to the podcast before, the premise, it is called Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. And that is inspired by two things. That is inspired by the late, great Carrie Fisher's book, Postcards from the Edge. And then obviously Galaxy's Edge, the new Star Wars theme park coming. So put them together and what have you got? Bidity boppity boop, you've got Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge. And how it works is every show comes from a different canon planet. So, and what then usually happens is then I would give information about said canon planet and things like that. But uh, we're going to go ahead and today's broadcast is from Octu. And I just, I don't know, I, I just always find it such a visually striking planet. And of course, Skellig Michael in Ireland, oh, it's definitely on the bucket list of mine to do that. So of course, totally rocking the board tonight. So I just recently came back from Star Wars Celebration and there were several videos and things that I've posted. I, I tried to do like a update video every day. The goal was to basically upload it that next morning. So I would finish Thursday's video and upload it. That didn't quite happen. Oh, that would have been great, but that's okay. But I was happy, got them all done within about two weeks. Or not two weeks, God, within a week of happening. But oh man, I had heard of something called the convention blues. And I I didn't realize if that was actually a thing until celebration. And once celebration was over, I mean, I met some fantastic people, met up, I mean, my highlight of my night was he, meeting up with um, a podcast that I really follow and listen to religiously. I listen to two predominantly. I'm definitely, I'm following a whole bunch now and I really want to get to everybody's content and things because I think, and collaborating, I would love to, collaborate as well with other podcasters and things because at the moment I don't have a co-host and I feel what makes a podcast work is if you have a co-host because you can bounce off each other you can have a conversation you can make you can bring valid points and you know just I don't know have a good conversation it's harder to do that when it's just you I am flying a bit solo and things so yeah celebration Oh my God, so much to talk about. It was, I flew from the UK. Uh, so I do have this weird kind of hybrid accent going on because I am originally from the States, but I grew up as a military kid. So I didn't really have a regional accent, but then I moved here nine years ago, 10 years ago. I work in the visual effect industry. So now I have this very weird accent. And one of those things that accent is, is I emphasize my T's and D's and things like that. I, I made actually the lady in the hotel crack up because we got into the parking garage there's one right there garage instead of garage and i came down to the reception and i was like oh do you have a trolley and meaning like a cart <laughs> to put the luggage on and things but oh it just proper made a crack up so i'm a very weird hybrid of voices and things so yeah that'll be always a fun one and all now my spelling has been adjusted to the uk as well so pretty much if you want a little trick add a u to everything color flavor armor honor any of the what you know uh, the united states you just have as an OR, pretty much put a U in it. So yes, I arrived into celebration on Thursday. It was a massive, oh God, I think because of the time change, I left at 2 a.m. on Thursday, but then kind of went back. So but I landed at 11.30 Chicago time, but I'd still had already been like flying and up for God, I was very tired. But when you're getting excited about Star Wars and things, you, you, this your body just kind of goes almost into this fight or flight mode. And it was just so, intoxicating exciting and of course I was actually blessed and they were such troopers you'll see it on the catch-up videos that my parents actually came with me and that was very cool to share that kind of experience with my parents but because also I don't get to see them in person a lot I see them maybe once a year if that so it was really hard because I really wanted to geek out and meet new people
people and things, but also I was like, I have five days with my parents that I don't see all the time. So, I mean, I went in on the Thursday and just kind of checked out all the stuff because I had been to Star Wars Celebration in London and that was only three days. And I actually only went on, I think, I believe it was the Saturday because I live in a place called Brighton. I'm about an hour and a half out of London, but I do commute to London every day to work. It's it's a long, I'll spare you the sob story. Really what I want to get down to is besides breaking down kind of a, this is what I did day by day by day. I really want to talk about the episode nine panel, which I'm one of those people, it actually is taking me a while to say the rise of Skywalker. I feel it's a mouthful. I don't know about you guys, but I genuinely feel it is a mouthful to say the rise of Skywalker. So episode nine, I just feel like almost rolls off the tongue a bit easier but that could just be me. First of all, let's talk about the panel. And it's right, Stephen Colbert, I I hope most people have had a chance to kind of watch it now and things because it was quite, it was quite something. I was so excited and just was singing along and having a great time because I didn't make it into the main room. I was actually in one of the streaming rooms. I really want, I wish I got her name. I want to give a quick shout out. My, my parents are physically not completely disabled but they don't move very well and so my mom we had walked around and things and she was getting a bit tired so I was pushing her in kind of this temporary kind of wheelchair thing we were supposed to be in the twin sons stage which that was like in the weirdest way to get to this building you had to go like up to the third floor across and then back down it just we couldn't really find it and we were struggling and I I unfortunately sometimes when I panic get on the verge of tears and I asked like three people three crew members and bless them I know they've got a lot of people and so I wasn't trying to be short with them or anything finally I found a chick with like purple hair and a Captain Marvel jacket and I was like we're desperately trying to get to our panel. The panel was going to start in 10 minutes. And I was just, I could just, I was fighting back tears. I was like, if there's one thing I didn't want to miss with my mom, it was this episode nine panel. Finally, she was like, do you know what? She got in her walkie talkie. She's like, hang on, you know, walked away, came back. Finally, she was like, do you know what? We're going to get you into this stage. And I, we were, because we were by the galaxy stage, which was, I felt easier to find. Lesser she got us in and of course the first thing I was like oh what about our codes I don't want someone to miss out <laughs> kind of thing and she's like nope nope we got it all sorted I was like okay great and I said oh yay rock of the Captain Marvel and she's like higher faster stronger baby or I, I can't still can't do the slang anyway awesome chick thank you so much because you really saved us from a very stressful morning so universe out there thank her because she was awesome um so anyway panel starts and i loved that when we had each character introduced we got to see a first production still and even there was a little video that played before that was kind of showing you know during a new hope it start the video started out with a new hope kind of they must have been filming kind of a rehearsal because they weren't like it wasn't like a proper take and everything because bless them alec guinness was just kind of like doing it was like a blocking rehearsal basically and at the end you have Harrison Ford kind of going oh stop it like kind of like oh hang on a second I catch you and then there was just this beautiful just like showing them up throughout the years and it was an amazing video but towards the end they showed a few shots they showed a shot of like Ray, Finn and Poe and C-3PO looking somewhere and this actually just came out on Twitter if you freeze frame it or go like frame by frame when c-3po turns his head you can see red and it looks like there's possibly a red lightsaber in there so maybe that's what they're looking at 
hit up Twitter, it definitely is probably there somewhere. Um, and then another shot was like a kind of that pseudo slow motion of Kylo Ren in the desert. I mean, he looks like a freaking Prince of Arabia kind of look. Um, I have, we'll get into the helmet and Kylo Ren kind of thing. So that was really exciting. Like we were starting to see the photos. It was great seeing, you know, Ray and Finn and things like that. But of course, we're all there. We are waiting for this trailer. And now I'm going to kind of kind of talk about the trailer, my theories as it's going side by side. I think by now, I think something like it's broken the history or not history of records of how often it's been watched and things like that so that's really cool and exciting like so i I love some people have kind of gone oh yeah you know stars is so dead i think so it obviously probably everyone's watched this trailer several times but it opens with ray breathing which obviously of course is amazing because it's in that whole just breathe like that was literally the thing that popped into my head immediately but the way she kind of it obviously is a fast edit um if you've watched anything on my previous channel i also come from a trailer editing background so i'm going to kind of throw in some editing lingo here but it's a it's a hard open so it's a boom we see ray now, if you kind of look at her body language and her face, it's very reminiscent of the Force flashback in The Force Awakens. That kind of, oh God, where am I? So that's the first thing I picked up. I was like, oh, okay, she's in a reality somewhere. She is in a whatever flash forward. I don't know. But the way Daisy plays it, it looked like a kind of, oh God, I'm moving my eyes around. What am I looking at? Everyone, I I, I love this voiceover that Mark Hamill does. Um, One thing I kind of want to throw out there, everyone's like, oh, he's saying we, you know, we've passed on all we know, thousands of generations, things like that. One, One thing we have to remember, because like some people are like, oh, that confirms we might see a whole bunch of force ghosts, which, hey, I'm totally for. But we ha- what we have to remember is there was a couple teasers that we had voiceovers that were never in the film. We had Snoke that did a couple things, which he did sort of reprise those lines. But then there was one that Luke famously said, you know, the force is strong in my family. I have this power. My sister has this power. You, you have this power too. We never saw who this was said to. Of course, we all assumed it was Ray or somebody like that. And then there was even that famous shot of Maz Kanata's hand handing off the lightsaber to Leia, which I do wonder as well, is also going to go into episode nine. I'm I'm very curious on what all is going to be in there. So just kind of take that with a with the pinch of cinnamon. Shout out to my uh, resistance broadcast peeps. That's one of their sayings. The little with just the the pinch of cinnamon that um this voiceover may not be in the film at all. Again, it's just purely marketing things. They're, they're doing that now. I mean, Endgame, I've seen it. No spoilers. Definitely things, things in the trailer. That's not in the film. Same thing goes for other trailers. I digress. <laughs> I don't want to keep going on this magical mystery tour. So anyway, I think it's kind of a training session. So anyway, we see the new costume. I love the moment where kind of she grabs the the lightsaber and of course the shot is quite prominent that you not only have the blaster that Han Solo gave her you now have the Skywalker um, lightsaber the other thing is it's a shame but I obviously it would be a bit clunky but all she would need is Leia's ring on her hand and she literally has something from the the fantastic trio but again that ring would be a bit clunky and obviously would be hard to 
to fight in. But what I love is when she turns, it made me very much think of um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the kind of samurai brace and kind of look. I mean, it was very like 47 Ronin and things like it really got me excited. I was like, oh, homegirl has got her stuff in, in check now. I'm 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 a massive fan of Rey. Um, yeah, I, I definitely I like homegirl a lot. So, and then of course we get the TIE fighter. Now, kind of throwing in some visual effect things here. Some people are like, oh, there's two different backgrounds, things like that. That is, that's very possible. The other thing is a lot of trailer shots are still what they call works in progress. So they're not the finished shot. There'll be some times where the background will be completely different. Yes, people are definitely right, but it also could not mean anything. It could literally just be, okay, you get the idea. It's the Wadi Rum, blah, 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 blah. I, I can honestly say when I saw her flip over the TIE Fighter, I don't even remember, quite know yet which TIE Fighter it is. I definitely think we're thinking it's Kylo Ren's, but it looks slightly different. I don't know. Oh, here's the one thing I wanted to say. Everyone's like, oh, is it Poe? Is it Finn? Or, you know, flying it. One, it's the gloves. But if you look over in the shoulder. You can clearly see a cape. It is Kylo Ren in that TIE fighter. Now, as we were shown from the last Jedi trailer, it could be a clever edit. Just like the hand reaching out, the whole, I need someone to show my place and all of this, and then cut to Kylo. And of course, it's two different scenes in the film, but it, I mean, that moment was still in the film, but in a different context. So again, even take that with a pinch of cinnamon that it's like, yes, that's definitely, you know, soft boy in the TIE fighter. But again, th- it might do the same thing where it's almost like you get like a flashback or a force back version of this and then the actual version because later in the trailer that same kind of gauntlet of that desert we see the um stormtroopers the rocket troopers and things like that and finn and poe and things like that are running away so it, it's it but there's like moisturizers and things whereas in the beginning there's nothing and this is why i also think it's a bit of a vision or training or something like that but um i think one of the other things i wanted to kind of point out in the trailer that i found significant and picked up immediately is obviously it's very interesting choice that they're using leia's theme like they're not using rays now someone i saw on twitter the other day was saying that the opening part before Leia's theme kicks in is actually Kylo Ren's. I need to go listen to that again and uh, see. That would be a really cool kind of Easter egg in there that it's it's Kylo Ren's and it, it, because obviously it's just notes so it would be those chord progressions so any music people out there hit me up. I, I can have an ear but I, I'm not one of those. Yep, that's a D flat. That's a E sharp. Like I unfortunately I wish I was still that musically inclined but I am not. Um, but anyway, I do think it's a very interesting choice that they are using the Leia theme. Again, that could mean nothing, but I think that's a very interesting... Whereas obviously with The Force Awakens, which I feel is still the best trailer, had all the themes. You know, you had the Force theme, you had the Leia theme. It all tied in. This, I don't know, I just think that's very telling that it's just the Leia theme. And she is... I mean, obviously we could say Ben Solo is still the living Skywalker, but Leia is still alive. Um, obviously, Carrie Fisher is not. God rest her soul. But so that's the other thing. I, I think it's very telling that it's using that. Um, of course, very excited to see Lando. I don't know. And you guys have to tell me what you think. I don't know how I feel about Lando being in yellow, just like he was in Solo. I like 
I, I kind of looked at the costume. I, I don't think it's the exact same outfit from Solo because let's be honest that he is not in the same size and shape that he was in Solo. Obviously, obviously we know in real life was played by two actors, but I don't know. That's the only thing that kind of made me go, okay. But then the new Naomi Aki character was also in yellow. Again, just because she is another actress of color does not mean that she is going to be Lando's daughter. Just like people were like, Finn, oh, person of color, gonna be Lando's son. No, but it would make sense. Um, A lot of things people have also been going on about the ship looks very similar to the ship that Ray saw again in the force back vision. But I'm looking at it. That looks like the A-wing in the new trailer. But the the ship in the flashback has more of an underbelly to it. So even though the exhausts are both circular, it's very similar. Kind of, again, as we are in the YouTube generation of going frame by frame by frame, I don't... I do not think it's the same ship. That would be very cool. I do not think it is the same ship. So we see the mask getting put together and I will hand on heart say at first, I was not happy when I heard that the mask is getting put back together. Cause I was just like, I, I will be honest. I was in that camp of, oh God, are we going back? You know, he's digressing, she's digressing. Their characters made such strides. But actually, if you think about it, no one knows the truth but them. They have this like really secret. Like, I'm really curious how, I don't know if it's going to be covered in books or comics or what, like, how does Ray explain a lot to the team? Like, and Chewie kind of has to be quiet and keep his mouth shut or not keep his mouth shut, but like, you know, Chewie, he willingly like took her to the supremacy. So what did Ray say to Chewie and things like that? So I guess for me, it makes sense. They've now all of a sudden they've really exposed themselves definitely did not go the way that they thought. So actually, now they think about it, it makes sense that maybe Kylo Ren is going to go back to what he knows, puts the mask on. Ray covers the scar with a leather strap, hiding that kind of, and maybe not hiding is the word, maybe more like, I'm just going to bury it. I'm just, I'm not going to deal with it kind of thing. But one thing that got to me and what limited footage, very limited footage we saw of Kylo Ren, we actually don't see him wearing the mask. We see the mask being put together and it clearly isn't his hands because it's very furry and things. So I don't know. Does he even, it even leaves the question, does he even wear the mask? It's being rebuilt, but does it even wear it? There are some great podcasts out there. I will try to link them in the description down below later or tweet them out that um, there's a famous Japanese art style. Um, and I'm so sorry the name escapes me, that is very reminiscent of what the Kylo Ren helmet looks like, where they take gold or something and mend together pots and bowls and things like that. It's very interesting. There is definitely a lot of Japanese culture and art inspiration in this. And again, like I said earlier, with the ray turning and looking over was very crouching tiger, hidden dragon. I mean, I, God, I was waiting for her to just almost have like the fingers out ready kind of strike. But um, so I don't know. I think it's interesting that when we do see him, we don't see him with the helmet. We finally, so let's get to the last part. You know, we get the Luke voiceover, no one's ever really gone. And I'm just thinking, oh man, this, look at this ocean, things like that. Oh my God, that's the Death Star. Cut to black. And of course it is the cackle heard around the world. And again, hand on heart, I am not a huge Palpatine fan. I think what they did for the arcs, you know, 
in the prequels really fleshed out his character sometimes that is what i use as like kind of a playing devil's advocate when people were going on about like how we didn't know a lot about snoke we didn't really know a lot about the emperor when the ot was out and that was it we got more of palpatine's story obviously with the prequel trilogy and then that's why now that we know so much but even me with hearing the cackle You'll hear, you see it in my reaction, my, my trailer reaction, that I'm just like, oh, wait, what? And I just get so excited. <laughs> and I'm actually like shouting, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? And then they reveal the title. And I'm going to be honest, guys, I didn't like the title. I was like, wait, what? Because if you think about it, the titles, all the other titles are very not vague, but generalized, you know, they could apply to a lot of things. Oh, you got a new hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Last Jedi, all those. They're very general terms. The Rise of Skywalker just felt so specific. And now, in my opinion, I can see why they didn't release the title first. Because if you would have released that title on its own without like the visuals, I would have been like, you are having a laugh. You are having a laugh that cannot be the title. I don't know if that had been leaked or not. Um, Cause when someone was, somebody graciously on Twitter was like, uh, just putting it out there. There's some titles being leaked now and they seem pretty legit. I don't know what they were. They probably weren't, but I just, I didn't want anything spoiled. I just, the Rise of Sky, it makes sense now why they, one, because obviously Endgame did it. And it is quite cool because you got, I mean, look at all the trailer reactions. You got two amazing like <gasps> what moments but but also kind of from a marketing standpoint the rise of skywalker doesn't have that oomph as just a title so you'd really need him to go hand in hand so it's growing on me and some of the things that obviously is bringing into the debates or not debates but the kind of nice speculation uh conversations is is skywalker turning into a moniker for the Jedi Order. So instead of being called the Jedi, are these new force users in the future, are they going to be called Skywalkers? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you guys think and whatnot. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of, that was like what I jumped to when I saw the title, The Rise of Skywalker. I was like, that is going to be the name of the kind of new force users or whatever and then you can even have it to where then like okay your dark side users are going to be the knights of ren and then your light side users are going to be the skywalkers but then i also understand that that's not quite jedi i mean they brought this up and a really a good point on the podcast rule too that Jedi, I mean, you say Jedi, people know what it is. I mean, it's in some states a documented religion. So I don't know. I I don't know. This is where the speculation becomes like fun and things like that. That's what my image and my immediate thought was, was the rise of Skywalker. Okay. Skywalker is now going to turn into a title, not a thing. Or in my headcanon, Rey, I, I hope, is still from nowhere, is nobody, because I think that's a very powerful choice. I understand people don't agree. I will graciously, ex you know, agree to disagree. That's great. I, I like that. And I guess the only way she could still technically become a Skywalker, she takes on the name. So she's not a Skywalker by blood, but she takes it on as like, well, you know what? I'm Rey Skywalker. So then 
you kind of get that. Um, I don't know how that plays in with some of the kind of team ups and things like that. So that that was just episode nine. The other thing is I have recently been listening to because uh, I'm dyslexic. I don't read very well. So audiobooks kind of saved my life. And I just have been listening today to um, the Claudia Gray Master and Apprentice. And it's quite interesting. There are a lot of, I haven't gotten to this part, but I want to, uh, Alex from Star Wars Explained. And if you don't know who that is, you definitely, he's awesome. Um, made a video, I think last week, talking about the Chosen One prophecy has been finally spelled out. And actually I have it written here somewhere. And the minute I heard this, it actually, I immediately thought, oh my God, this is tying into episode nine. It made me think it's very much like what Snoke said, darkness rises, like to meet it. Um, right. Cool. So here is the full on kind of chosen one prophecy. A Jedi will come to destroy the Sith and bring balance to the force. Only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the order cleanse the Sen done to the nameless. The danger of the past is not past, but sleeping in an egg. When the egg cracks, it will threaten the galaxy entire. When the force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine. A chosen one shall come, born of no father, through him the ultimate balance in the force is restored. Now there are a couple stances i don't know it's not like a poem but there, there's a couple things in here that made me think episode nine the only through sacrifice when i thought of their only through sacrifice actually the first thing that popped into my head was han solo because in my opinion i think he crossed that bridge knowing there was a good chance he could not be coming back kind of thing and I, I'm, gen I'm genuinely hoping that it, it's now kind of almost a minor niggle now, but I'm genuinely hoping that he his sacrifice wasn't in vain. I think this is why I am a fan of Ben Demption. Like I definitely, again, I really try to take kind of other people's point of views and take them on board. And I, I definitely like hearing both sides because I'm like, oh, actually, that's a fair point. So I do respect and understand when people say, oh, but uh, it's so cliche and oh, blah, blah, blah. Totally get that. But I also think it's quite it, it kind of makes Han Solo's sacrifice that we've now had two fathers sacrifice for their sons. You had Anakin sacrifice himself for Luke and then now you've had Han Solo sacrifice himself for Ben and so when I read that passage I was like oh crap that that was the first thing that passed in my head it's interesting though the only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the order cleanse the sin done to the nameless so that actually I feel is prequels that is order 66 because this is the thing, I, I feel these stanzas, again, I, I wish I knew the proper English term, but these are all referencing different parts of the nine films. You know, a Jedi will come to destroy the Sith and bring balance to the Force. That's Luke. Boom. In my opinion, Luke did that. Done. But then the second, that second one, only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the Order cleanse the sin done to the Nameless. The Nameless can be a couple things. The Nameless could be the clones, because that's you know, nobodies. Uh, they, they're literally just numbers. I mean, there's a few. I, I confess, I have not watched The Clone Wars. Don't crucify me. But that's what I thought. Now, okay, it's this next one that really got me thinking Last Jedi and uh, The Rise of Skywalker. 
So, the danger of the past is not past. Okay, well, what was the biggest danger? Palpatine. We just saw in the trailer, Palpatine is back in some shape or form. Again, I have a feeling if you read any of the comics or anything, there have been a couple Sith Lords that they obviously, not obviously, but it is in Star Wars lore, they do not come back as um, Force Ghosts. They are more kind of like a haunting entity or things. So there was a famous one, Momin, that haunted a helmet that Vader put on, and that is how he created the castle of Mustafar. Sorry, the castle on Mustafar and things. I have a feeling Palpatine is going to still be this. Like, I do not think he is going to be a living embodiment. I do not think he is going to be a clone, or I genuinely hope not. Um, In the Battlefront 2 game, this was addressed that there was actually, and I think actually in one of the books as well, that he had kind of like like an AI of himself still being able to run things um that could be a possibility but i think it would be very powerful for him to be like haunting an object and actually the first thing that i popped to was vader's helmet because here's the interesting thing i always this always this line always bugged me in the force awakens when ben goes to the helmet of darth vader and he's like i feel the pull to the light i'm paraphrasing here show me again the darkness why would anakin skywalker show his grandson darkness he is redeemed he is a force ghost i always thought that was a bit weird but i you know i i didn't look too much into it but i was just like hang on well now with kind of this reveal in nine what if it's been palpatine the whole time What if it's Palpatine has been speaking through the helmet? Because, I mean, let's be honest. He's not going to know what his grandfather sounded like. I mean, hell, Luke didn't know what his grandfather sounded like in, you know, like a normal voice. So for all he could know, Palpatine, who, again, we also know is a a master manipulator, could just be pulling Ben's strings and getting him to do what he wants to do. So going back to... This. So the danger of the past is not past. Well, that I read that immediately and was like, oh my God, that's Palpatine. But then the next thing, but sleeps in an egg, which I think is a very strange description. Now, I've heard a couple things. My my first thing was, well, duh, the egg is the Death Star. That that's in that ocean. That that's the egg. There you go sorted but someone also brought up a very good point in the empire strikes back vader is in like an egg kind of thing so i guess when i read this passage i think of that force flashback i mean those we just kind of got images and crosses and things it wasn't literal and it's funny actually they say that in this book master and apprentice that prophecies aren't meant to be read literally so hmm the next passage again breaking it down is that when the egg cracks it will threaten the galaxy entire so again kind of going back to that episode 9 trailer we see it clearly cracked you know death star has been destroyed blown up blah 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 and again we're now hearing the palpatine cackle and reveal so um, this one also what made me think of The Last Jedi when the force itself sickens so when stuff is just getting so bad past Kylo Ren future Rey must split and combine 
well, what happened in that Praetorian? So actually, sorry, the force itself sickens, Snoke, sickens, Snoke, past Kylo Ren, even though he's standing there constantly always going, kill the past, kill the past, kill the past, blah, blah, blah. and then the future, Ray, must split, <laughs> who literally got cut in half, Snoke, and combine those two for even a brief moment were in complete harmony. It's the only word I can think of when I watch that scene is complete sync and harmony. She is so ferocious. He is so calm when in the opposite, when they're not in battle, they are the opposites. So I, anyway, that's what, and then of course, then later when they both started kind of going back to the, I feel like the force is always like, all right, you two back to your corners. Cause it happened on Starkiller base. They couldn't get along. So the force is like, nope. Okay. Separating you two. So you sort your crap out or then you have the lightsaber breaking split and combine. So that was also the first thing that literally popped into my head. Um, I'm interested to see if anyone else has any different takes on that passage, but that I found very interesting. And then, of course, this last one that I think going round is a chosen one shall come, born of no father. And through him, it does say him, the ultimate balance in the force is restored. But him could mean the lightsaber. It doesn't have to be a physical him. So maybe that's where the legacy sky, you know, the Skywalker lightsaber comes from, which a lot of eagle-eyed people caught and I caught myself. It is repaired in the vision. There's like this rubber kind of looking band against it. But I have a theory. Remember, obviously, in Luke's projection, force projection on, on crates, he had a lightsaber, Hell, he had the lightsaber in his hand that had broken five minutes prior. Same thing. This may not mean that is how it actually looks. You know, we had only seen it in that kind of scene. I don't think I don't think we saw it anywhere else. So again, it may look like that in the vision. I would love it to be crackling just like his, but be blue. <laughs> I think that would be quite cool because it's unstable and things. I also would love it to have it where Ray is struggling and actually Rose also being a mechanic suggests a way to fix the lightsaber and it's kind of that aha moment but i i'm just really looking forward to having a scene with ray and rose together i think that would be quite cool i i like the girl power i i think we're now in an age we don't need to have women competing with each other you know we get enough stuff as it is let's just lift each other up that's my one political statement per post so that's my other theory because like I, again i'm also very much in the camp of i would love to see her with a double lightsaber and one that lightsaber did literally split in two i was like oh my god that would be amazing but i do think if you look at her holding the hilt in the last jedi i do think the crystal is still intact in the one side so who knows um again it's one of those if we don't get a double-sided fine i think that still would have been cool to then you have darth maul episode one bad guy ray episode nine good guy it, we'll, we'll have to see from here because I, I genuinely didn't mean to go into almost a 20 minute spiel about this prophecy, but it really got me excited. And I'm I'm genuinely hoping I, I definitely respect and understand when people say it doesn't seem like there's a vision like Marvel, especially if you have seen Endgame, every there's no spoilers. Do not worry. So when I say this next thing, nothing's run. But when you watch Endgame, because you have had 11 years of films 
all the things in Endgame pay off so well. And again, that is because there has been this massive vision and plan. Of course, there's still some things that the timeline you're like, uh, wait. But for the most part, everything is just like, wow. I'm hoping that maybe we've all been doubting Thomas's or what other terminology you want to put on it. A, a Debbie Doubter is another one I've heard that maybe we just need to be patient and maybe there is going to be this massive payoff. But, you know, even then I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I hope I have a great payoff. I hope I have a great payoff. I just I think for me, and I don't know about you guys, but I think for me, I just want my Star Wars films to have something new, something I haven't seen before. And I'm excited. So, I mean, I, I definitely am critical. I'm not one of those. Oh, if it's Star Wars, I love it. Like Solo, I'm all for make Solo 2 happen. However, I do feel Solo, in my opinion, is the weakest entry, but I did enjoy it definitely moments I really enjoyed. I'd love to see more with Kira. I think that's really exciting and interesting and things like that. But, um, but I, it just, there were some things that really felt very fan servicey, like how he got his surname. I didn't think we needed that. And when Beckett, I know it sounds like a really random one, but when Beckett put the Lando Calrissian, the guard, I'm sorry, the name forgets, uh, leaves me, but the outfits to be like it's the i always thought when i saw lando wearing that in uh return of the jedi i figured oh he's you know he conked someone out in the back alley and he stole his you know guard uniform now it's like oh it was randomly on the millennium falcon for years that i i don't know like if you're gonna have a throwback definitely have it so we can appreciate it but then don't do it too much so which is funny which is actually going to lead me into something i did want to talk about which was the mandalorian now I have been having faith about The Mandalorian from the beginning because I've actually worked with John Favreau on a couple of other projects. Not personally, not like he was literally like sitting right next to me and like, hey, John, what's up? But I've heard him on a nightly basis kind of discuss his process, his working process. And so knowing how he's applied that to The Jungle Book and Lion King, I knew he would apply that to The Mandalorian. And that showed perfectly in the panel, him and Dave Fioni really are on top of it and it's in really good shape I think and just some of the footage we got was amazing and things um there's leaked footage I didn't record it because again I was in the streaming room again so let me tell you there were people literally in you know like they looked like CIA we had black coats and things walking pacing up and down the aisles um which I kind of knew that meant we were getting stuff that no one else was going to see because Disney is very tight on security. Not in a bad way, not in a totalitarian way or anything like that, but they are very much about. And it, it also, it's kind of nice to kind of go, oh, we got something kind of exclusive. Anyway, I kind of want to talk about what was in the footage, but again, I don't know if I should feel like I was my place, but basically the music, I, it was really exciting. I, I was something that really got me excited was... Um, the music because of course it's not going to be John Williams so that was exciting to hear that and it almost kind of had like a Arabian pipe like a pipe instrument in there and that was a really cool choice and things and and the land I mean it, it feels like it, it definitely feels like Star Wars and things but it would be hilarious 
John Favreau would come on at night for client reviews for The Lion King. And, they, you know, sometimes he'll go chatting and things. I'm like, come on, say something about The Mandalorian. Say something about The Mandalorian. And he was so good. He never dropped anything. So I was like, dang it. <laughs> but um, I think The Mandalorian, and they even said it in the panel, will have a lot of homages and nods to that OT trilogy but I think they will do it in such a way that I don't feel will be too fan servicey. I mean from what little I saw I, I got it and it made me go oh okay and there's a big one that had a big kind of laugh but um, as long as they're not doing that like in every scene then yeah I, I think I'll be quite happy. I'm, I'm gutted or bummed that's gutted is a British term for bummed out we are not getting Disney Plus in the UK in November, so I don't know when I'm going to have to see The Mandalorian. I don't want to be that person that kind of watches it illegally, especially because I work in the film and television industry. But yeah, that one's going to be a moral dilemma. <laughs> it's going to be quite exciting. And then, of course, I mean, kind of to wrap it up was Jedi Fallen Order. Now, I confess I did not go to this panel. I wanted to. But again, like I said earlier, and I was also visiting my parents and they are amazing and such troopers, but I also wanted to give them a little bit of a break from stars. So we kind of did, but kind of didn't. I went to a Cubs game and um, actually, ironically, John Favreau threw the first punch. Or I keep saying this, not punch, pitch for the Cubs game and everything. But what I watched from Jedi Fallen Order, I think is really cool. I think it would have been neat to see some in-game like footage like the trailer itself was rendered in the game engine so that's exciting so it's not one of those because especially when e3 rolls around because i'm a big gamer as well um when e3 rolls around you're kind of like oh okay what's these exclusive games and you see these amazing trailers but i always look for the not actual footage or in rendered in-game engine or whatever because nowadays you can make an amazing trailer. i mean how many games have come out where you got the trailer and then all of a sudden you're like wait that that's not what I thought I was getting. Fingers crossed. I hope that is still, you know, what we saw in that trailer is going to be good. I would love the game to start where you are. I'm, I, I forget the main character's name, so forgive me. But I would love it to where, like, you're, like, in bed or something like that. And Order 66 is happening. So you're in the Jedi Temple. And all of a sudden you're just hearing the massacre happening in the Jedi Temple. And you have to sneak out of Coruscant so you, you you have to like evade and dodge and that obviously that's how you could learn all your techniques and blah 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 but I think that would be really cool if that's kind of how the game starts and on that kind of note a random thing that just hit me the other day correct me if I'm wrong I don't I don't watch the prequels a lot so I, I don't jump to these details as much but Anakin Skywalker was never granted a Jedi Master, I don't think. I don't think he was ever a Master Skywalker. The only one who ever calls him Master Skywalker is the little youngling that they're all scared. He's like, Master Skywalker, what are we to do? And he kills him. So the only person who ever called him Master Skywalker, he kills him. But um, I also always wanted to know, can their eyes, when they go Sith or not, go in and out? Because Darth Maul's didn't, but Anakin's did. I've always wondered that. Can the eyes go in and out? I have. There's got to be some lore written about that somewhere. But um, yeah, um, I mean, just really gonna wrap this up because I've been chatting for about 55 minutes. 
I don't know, it's just kind of a, a bit of a fun thing to do because there's just so much more I wanted to talk about that it just... I didn't want to wait and try to find someone to be a co-host and talk about the prophecy findings and things. Cause like I heard it in Alex's video and I, I listened to a lot of videos at work. I don't watch them, but I listen to them in the background. And, um, I literally just like heard that and ripped my headphones off. It was like, Holy crap. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of just, I don't know, get all that out of my head and have a chat my twitch channel is um shenanigan plays and i play star wars based games traditionally right now at the moment it's battlefront 2 i keep trying to do a retro star wars night and technology is failing me i had it all queued up ready to go to actually do the force unleashed and then the way i kind of able to stream my playstation to my mac laptop it technically views it as like it's almost like a cutscene, and so it doesn't transfer over so i was a bit gutted that i wasn't able to do that so that's going to change but if you guys are interested i'm going to start doing the i feel one of the best star wars rpgs to date which is knights of the old republic gonna start streaming that and just kind of having a chat and then if there's enough people, heck, let's let's decide the fate together. I mean, I've played the game four times and I've done both dark side, light side, love interest, not love interest. And, let, you know, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to have somebody else or, you know, people in chat or something kind of being like, oh, no, make him do this or that and things. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for everybody who kind of checked this out. If you, if you like this, please hit that like and subscribe button. Don't forget to follow on Instagram, Twitter at From Galaxy's Edge on Twitter and Postcards from the Galaxy's Edge on Instagram for all updates and behind the scenes of the podcast, the live streams and videos. And also, if you're big into like games and things like that, head over to uh, my Twitch, which is uh, Shenanigan Plays, and I will see you guys next time.